Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze and interviews straight from the heart of quarantine. This is Ange. That's Aaron. Hello. We got Char on the ones and twos. Don't forget to check out our brand spanking new website at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us every Monday morning at bff.fm from 6 to 6.30. Boing. <laughs> We're taking you back to Sundance again because we have a really awesome documentary called Spaceship Earth that is out now on Netflix. And uh, this is a crazy one. It's about, if you remember, uh, a group of people who built the Biosphere 2, uh, which was a, a replica of the Earth's ecosystem. And this happened in 1991. And eight people went inside and they made this experiment happen. And uh, we were able to talk to director Matt Wolf and two subjects who lived through it, Kathleen Gray and Mark Nelson. And it was a really great conversation. I, I hope you enjoy it. We'll see you on the flip side. I'm your host, John Wildman, here with my Bitch Talk teammate, Angela Tabora. And this segment is going to be about the Sundance film Spaceship Earth, which is in the U.S. documentary competition. We have our director, Matt Wolf, and with him are two subjects from the film, Catherine Gray and Mark Nelson. Welcome to the show. Thanks Great for having us. Thank you. All right, us, yes. Matt, tell us what this film is about. This is a film about a group of people who did projects around the world, and they found their ultimate expression in something called Biosphere 2, an enormous glass pyramid in the Arizona desert that had a miniature replica of Earth's ecosystem. And in 1991, eight so-called biospherians went to live inside, hermetically sealed, for two years. A lot of people have forgotten about the project, but my film Spaceship Earth really reappraises this story and thinks about its contemporary relevance today. Yes, and, and, and peels back some layers of the onion as well. Um, <laughs> so so um, let's start with our subjects. Uh, you know, when um, you know, this, was, this was your life, and when a filmmaker like Matt comes around and says, you know something, um, I want to do a portrait of this thing that was your life, um, what are your thoughts? Well, it was uh, really exciting because this is 50 years. It's like, what, 900 hours of archival you know, footage or something like that. It's a big, it's a complex life. And Mark Nelson and I and our colleagues are very aware of the complexity of the story. And to be able and ambitious enough to tell such a complex story in a very clear narrative way is is um, really thrilling. So it's great to work with Matt and Stacy Reese, the producer, and and all of that because the the biosphere itself is a, a it's a story of system science, which in essence is complex, and it's always been the challenge to communicate that in a clear way. And I I'm really excited that that you did it, Matt. That's what I feel. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what what is also um, you know, fascinating about the film is that you know there's such a balance between the hope um, of of the projects that you guys did, and 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 then going into biosphere, and then the complexities as as, as we're characterizing them, um, which is you know what what really happened. Um, there are various reports, what could we believe, and and I think it's it was wonderfully done in that we you took us back to that time. 
and and, and, and and so therefore when the reveals happen uh, then we are able to kind of experience them in a, in a concentrated way the way people were at the time talk about really quickly uh, Matt about your process about editing to get that so so when those reveals happen again like I said you, you were bringing this along properly yeah I mean I think this film is comprised basically entirely of archival footage I think what was so remarkable is that this group of people documented their experience for half a century, including one of the biospherians who filmed it inside. So, you know, I think part of the reason it feels present tense is that you're seeing it from a personal point of view of our characters. And in terms of organizing the complexity of the narrative across all these different time periods and projects, our goal was really to do that through the point of view of people and individual characters so that this wasn't replicating the news reports at the time, which I think really flattened the story and got it wrong. Yeah, and, and and on the topic of of the people of the of the subjects of this story, I'd love to talk to you guys about this idea of communal living, which was obviously ha- had a big boost in the '60s. But you took it with a twist. You know, you wanted longevity, so you're like, we're going to live communally, but you know, we don't want to do drugs. We want it. We want longevity in this. When you're traveling around on the boat as nomads, you know, you're not. You, you think of yourselves as a corporation. You're a business. You're not just traveling around haphazardly. Did, did I get that right? Is that, how is that mindset with a twist? It's, it's, <laughs> it is a complex story. But what, you know, one of the magics, I think, that kept our extended group together and focused on ever, ever more daunting and daring challenges is that we had really three pillars. One is we wanted to be self-supporting self-financed. So we're always trying to make our projects, even as daring and in, you know ventures into the unknown enterprises, businesses. And we wanted to do ecological science and as Catherine was saying, at a systems level. You know, we're not, you know, not necessarily in there with microscopes, although we have plenty of those people at Biosphere 2, etc. And we wanted to combine it with theater because we wanted to live balanced lives. And I th- what I really loved mm-hmm. about the uh, what Matt did with the footage was convey also some of the excitement and fun. Mm-hmm. It's not like we you know suffered. I didn't suffer being inside bias for two for two years. It was awesome. It was awesome even when it was terrible and really difficult. You know because we were doing something that really needed to be done. So for me also, this is the perfect time for Spaceship Earth. And of course, you know that's an homage to Bucky Fuller. And Biosphere 2 is Spaceship Earth, but Planet Earth is Spaceship Earth. And just like we were really madly trying to make Biosphere 2 work, we're trying to make Planet Earth remain habitable and beautiful and fulfilling for its people. Mark was inside for two years, as as you saw. So he was called a Biospherian, but actually all of us all the species, humans and everybody else, including the fungi and the microorganism in our <laughs> gut, and that sort of every all of us are biospherians. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thought that I had watching this is that um, when you're subjects in a film like this, um, and, and sometimes there is an element of, you know, we've been waiting for someone to tell the story the correct way, because we know. We know what happened, and you know, and, and as Matt said, sometimes just news reports and whatever can flatten, can can misrepresent, uh, can cannot tell a full story. So, was there a little sense of relief in in, in that way from 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 the two of you uh, with this? So you go, okay, finally, we we can really get a full portrait of what we know. 
what happened? Well, I mean, I, I have been telling the story. Kathleen's been telling. We've been telling the story. I, I published a book two years ago, which was 25 Years of Digestion, and I'll little plug, Pushing Our Limits, Insights from Bias for Two. But that's going to re, you know, reach a few thousand people. I mean, what's really exciting is such a major endeavor, and, you know, it was the quality, our trust in both uh, Matt and Stacy Reese, the, the primary producer. Yeah, these are people who can get the story, and for us, you know, we'll see who winds up buying Spaceship Earth, that it's going to reach, as Bias for Two did in its early days, it's going to reach hundreds of millions of people. This is really exciting. Yeah, you know, for me, it this sense of urgency, we felt the ur- urgency to to, to study the biosphere in 1980. And we had the Planet Earth Conference, the, the State of the Planet. We were talking about climate change. James D. Hayes was one of the great climate scientists and, and historians. And all I've felt for the, since then is a sense of urgency and that we, we put the biosphere together. It was taken over, yes, but it was built. University of Arizona is running it. They're starting to really use it more for experimental science. Like, this is a biosphere, let's understand it. And so this tremendous fire in in the belly, I mean, and, and that's what I've been feeling all this time. This story has to be told because, to me, having lived it also, but slightly removed looking at it as a, as a, a dramaturg, it's it's uh, it's a narrative that is inspiring. It's like being a filmmaker in a sense. Independent film is about having a fire in your belly. You're going to tell that story no matter what anyone says. You're going to get it done, and you know you're going to sell it now. You're going to sell it after the fact. It's a collaborative venture, filmmaking, and you may continue with those same people. You may not, but. That's the story I wanted to get out, that you feel that fire in the belly for whatever it is, and it's at the state of the planet where you have to have, like, millions of Greta Thunbergs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever you can do, do it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for your passion, and thank you for bringing up this sense of urgency, because I wasn't ready for the twist at the end of the film when we see our good friend Steve Bannon. Um uh, and the Irish. Is he our good friend? <laughs> Sorry, the audience couldn't see my sarcasm <laughs> in my eyes. But um, just the irony of him saying, oh, we're going to study the Earth's effects back then and, and then seeing what has come of, of his policies since then. So um, thank you for bringing up that sense of urgency and, and, and Matt for adding that to the film. Go just to for the biosphere, too, as it is, and you see the scale. It, it, you can go there, mm-hmm. you can visit it, mm-hmm. see it. I also would love for, uh, for you, uh, all three of you to talk about the timeliness of the film now. Because, you know, right now we're in a situation where, or, or a time, but obviously, as you talk with Greta and other people talking about uh, the climate change and crises in there. But we also have a proliferation of environmentally focused film festivals. We have things like Earth X in Dallas, which has like a two-week, like huge, you know, event that, that brings people from all across the country to talk about things that you guys were, were talking about and putting into action in the '90s. So talk about that, about you going, okay, you know, th- this seems all, this seems right, this seems perfect that we're delivering this at this time. Matt, start I think with you. For me, um, you know, I, I understood this story to be much larger than Biosphere Two and. What appealed to me is that I encountered a group of people who quite literally reimagined 
the world. And that is the kind of energy and fire in the belly Kathleen is talking about that we need right now is people reimagining the world. And as I was making the film, I recognized that part of the model that these people used is small groups. This idea that if a small group of people who share a common goal bring together their varied skills, they can accomplish magnificent things. And yes, Biosphere 2 was taken over. This is a film that's about human achievement, both the possibilities and the limitations of it. But this kernel and spirit of wanting to reimagine the world is something that this group of people did over half a century and that a new generation needs to grasp as well. Change isn't going to come from the top down. It comes from multi-vectors, multi from the individuals. Well, now here's the, the the final question I have as we're about to wrap up this segment. Um, but whenever you, you are part of a film like this, whether you're the filmmaker or the subjects, uh, oftentimes then you become the de facto spokespeople because um, as the film makes its tour um, with film festivals or, you know, or, or, or whatever um, distribution it gets, then you're going to be asked to talk about the film and about the things that, that you have been talking about since the 1990s and, and, and before that. Um, are, are all three of you ready for that? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> ready, willing, and able. <laughs> All right. More than ready. We're doing it now. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Again, the film is Spaceship Earth, screening in the U.S. documentary competition at Sundance. It's been great talking to you. Same. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you so much. So that was our interview with director Matt Wolf and subjects Kathleen Gray and Mark Nelson of the documentary Spaceship Earth. And it's it's pretty crazy that this is coming out right now. I'm not I'm not quite sure if they timed it this way or it just was the universe speaking because uh, everything they touch on from communal living to sustainable living, eight people being stuck in <laughs> this yeah. biosphere uh, and having to live with each other and deal with each other for, you know, this amount of time. It's, it's just, it's, it's crazy the timing of it because uh, we're living through this experiment in our own ways. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Very topical. Yeah. So um, I, I was vibing with Kathleen too. I mean, they were all great, yeah, but you, you know, these are people that are, uh, you know, they were all about experimental living and Aaron, you talk about it all the time. You want to live on a commune. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm open for it. Let's do it. Yeah. And, and I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, when you're more aware of your space and your living situation, I think you're just kinder in general to the people around you, to the environment. Uh, so that, that was another big lesson is, you know, they, they were just a lot more aware of their impact mm -hmm. on each other and of their environment. So we're going to start a commune. I'm down. Okay. Well, look, it has to have a good name, I think. I'm sure we'll figure that out. I'm not worried about that. I mean, I just to be honest, and I think we've talked about this maybe on a podcast or not or off podcast, but Jeff and I, my partner, we're looking at houses and or land or whatever, because this pandemic is what we've been waiting for. Just kidding. Not the pandemic, but um, we're waiting. We're waiting for some kind of crisis. So prices on houses come down where we could actually afford it. So I was even like, let's look up in the, let's look up in Mendocino. We've been talking about, like, get a piece of land so we could just get some tiny homes and put them on there. We can do our mm -hmm. tiny home community. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. glad that, I'm glad officially now you're in, Ange. I've really been trying to talk it up to you, so I really want you there. Awesome. Yeah, you know I always, I'm glad, I always I'm glad you've committed to it. 
Yeah, well, it's funny, you know, we talk about, at least like as an artist, you know, you, you do things that you know, or you're interested in. And the two documentaries I've worked on have all been about alternative lifestyles. Yeah. So, you know, proof is in the pudding. <laughs> yeah. And you should uh, just hire that chick that we interviewed at Coven Film Fest to build. To, I want her to teach me. Are you kidding? Yeah. 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 She can Mariah. be a Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. She was beautiful. Yeah. But the, the, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. easy uh, on the eyes. So uh, Spaceship Earth was ahead of their time, obviously, but now just a lot, a lot more. I mean, it's just crazy to think about what they did then and how it still pertains to us today. And we're still learning from those lessons. Right. So I hope you guys check it out on Netflix. I hope you enjoy the interview. Don't forget to check out our brand spanking new website at fishtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us every Monday morning at BFF.FM from 6 to 6.30. And for video clips, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel. We have little two-minute clips. You can see behind-the-scenes footage, and that's also brand spanking new. We're powered by GoTo Productions. Miss, please. <laughs> At this point, I should just power myself.